Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and I am so excited to be back to share with you guys another episode. If you're new to Just Some Magic, here on the show we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. Today's guest is a couple that has their very own Disney podcast, Detour to Neverlands, Catherine and Brendan. I'm so excited to share their most magical moments, and they each come with their own story. They are phenomenal, sweet people that are so knowledgeable of Disney. I thoroughly enjoy their podcast and how in-depth they go and breakdowns of each ride that they talk about, and they have other types of episodes as well. Be sure to check them out. Their links are all going to be in the show notes. If you enjoy this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts to submit a written review. It truly helps this podcast out and help new people discover us. Also, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your magical moments on the show. But for now, here's Brennan and Catherine's most magical moment. Today, I have not one, but two guests. And not only do I have two guests, but we also have two stories. So welcome, Brendan and Catherine from Detour to Neverland. Hey, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Yay. And they have two magical stories for us today of their most magical moments. So if you want to give like a little teaser, a little snippet of each. So both of them are very like very emotion-driven stories, I think, for both of us. So we'll try to keep it together as much as we possibly can. But Disney's been very important to us and very integral kind of points in our story. So we had a lot to choose from, I think. We did. So our, I guess the highlight for mine is me and Brendan uh, had been dating for a very long time. We were high school sweethearts. And I always knew that I wanted to get engaged in Disney And somehow he pulled it off. Somehow. (laughs) And it's a very unique way that you did it, that it's very impressive. You did it very strategically. So I like that, like, you know, as Disney girls, we're like always, oh, is it going to be in front of the castle? Is it going to be this? So you guys have to listen to the story to find out how he pulled it off. And it was very, very well done. But before we get into the stories, I'm going to ask them a couple of fun questions for you guys to get to know them a little bit and whatnot. So ask the same question I ask every guest is, why do you each love Disney? Well, so I've loved Disney ever since I was a little kid. It was kind of our family vacation spot. So everything we did revolved around Disney. Um, I'd say we probably went every four years, but it was always like a big family occasion. So all the extended family, grandparents, cousin, the whole thing, we'd all go and rent a house together. And it just kind of spiraled from there. It turned into um, like in middle school when we'd get to go, we'd get to bring friends. And then eventually, as me and Brendan met and grew up, we started going together. It spiraled even more and we decided to move down here. So it's just, it's part of our everyday life now. Is the rest of your family still very like Disney oriented or are you kind of like, as they grew up, people kind of faded out of it a bit? I'd say for the most part, like my parents and my sister are definitely still Disney people. So my sister moved down to Florida before we did because she did the Disney college program. And then she was one of those who just never came back. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And Brendan, why do you love Disney? Yeah. I mean, I I have a kind of a similar story growing up. My family, I have one brother and, and we would come every couple of years. Normally not every single year. Our big thing growing up is we went to as many major league baseball stadiums as we could. So it just happened. And then we'd also come for a lot of spring training games in Florida. So Disney would kind of become part of those trips a lot of times. But I kind of have a, I think a lot of people have a similar story. When I got into teenage years, I kind of grew out of it a little bit and didn't really, you know, think about it too much more often. But then as we got older and then we went on a senior trip um, when I graduated high school, I was a year older than Catherine. And 
that trip kind of solidified that I really liked Disney a lot more than I was maybe telling myself that I did. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of spiraled from there. Even in college, we weren't like outwardly Disney people, <laughs> but we went pretty much every summer whenever we were in college. And yeah, from there, it's just kind of gotten out of control into an obsession, I think. Yeah, I feel like when I was in college, too, you got to keep like your Disney obsession like a little bit low key because you don't want to get made fun of. And <laughs> people will be like, oh, you're always going to Disney. Like, don't you want to go somewhere like Coachella or anything? Like, no, I, I want to go to Disney. <laughs> so Just we would Disney. do the normal spring break trips. Oh, and it okay. almost hurt us sometimes that we were in Florida. Oh, because you're like, I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but normally we were in the panhandle, so it wasn't too big of a deal yeah we didn't feel too close yeah oh that's awesome okay my next question is not necessarily your favorite disney character but what character do you most identify with go ahead Catherine. okay i knew you were gonna make me go first <laughs> take your time take your time so i i would say i identify with elsa just because she's oh. the big sister and i'm the big sister and when you look at the dynamic between elsa and anna i would say it fairly mimics the relationship between my sister and I, you know, Aww. she's the more bubbly and, you know, like free spirit. And I'm the more like play by the rules, you know, you have to do these different things. So just like the first time I watched that movie, I definitely saw the same kind of relationship that me and my sister have. So that's why I always gravitate towards Elsa. Oh, do you like Frozen 1 or Frozen 2 better? I'd probably still say the original, which I know is a little, Brendan prefers Frozen 2. I but do. it's a tough question. <laughs> it is. I'm just, I'm a sucker for the first. I loved mm -hmm. the first. I loved the music, everything about it. I think that question's so hard just because I feel like in my mind, they're two completely different movies. Yes, they have the same characters. Yes, it's a continuation of the first story, but it's just so different. And they're both so good for their own unique ways. It's so hard to choose. So that's why I had to ask. Have you watched the uh, Into the Unknown, the making of Frozen 2 on Disney Plus? Yes, I had some friends that were in it um, that were there for D23 and they got their camera on them. So I was like looking out for my friends. But yes, I did watch that. I almost think that that documentary made me dislike Frozen 2. Like I loved it before, but I don't know because I always thought the ending was so ambiguous. And now like I thought like, oh, if I just keep watching it, I'll get it eventually. It's like, nope, because they don't even understand <laughs> the ending. Yeah, I was a little like, oh, they decided that whole storyline that year, months before the movie released. Like, how do they do that? Like, you know, when they gave us that little teaser tra trailer of like Elsa running into the stormy ocean, like, we didn't know what it was going to be and neither did they like that's it's wild like yeah. so crazy so crazy okay and and brendan and dca we took like that story and beast library mm -hmm. we took the uh quiz to see what character you're most what? like and i hate my answer <laughs> i hate my answer too but what is yours <laughs> mine was marlin from finding nemo oh so random <laughs> It's somewhat fitting, though. It's somewhat fitting, <laughs> but I'm trying to break out of that. I would like ideally, I mean, that's where the name for the podcast came from. I'd ideally like to be like Peter Pan. So oh, I, see. I try to force myself to be more creative and, you know, breaking out of the box. But there's probably a little bit of Marlin and a little bit of Peter Pan, if that's a that's a strange mix. That is a very strange mix, but I definitely I, I yeah, that's a good one. Um, I always get Ursula and I hate. Ursula I don't oh. I don't see why and what puts me at ease on that test is there's very limited options so you're either gonna have like a couple different options for the good guys couple different options for the bad guys and I'm like why am I Ursula like mm -hmm. ugh. so I'm definitely relate you I feel like there needs to be like a good I bet there's a good BuzzFeed quiz out there that can tell you better <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> all right what is your dream ride to get stuck on slash evac'd no, we were actually talking about this the other day. I don't remember which ride we were on that I wanted to get evac'd off of. Pirates. Oh, Pirates. Ooh. Yeah. At Disney World or Land? We were on Disney World, but... Okay. I'm but Disneyland would probably be cooler. Oh, wait, wait. So you guys did get stuck on Pirates the other day? No, we wish. Oh, oh okay. I was like, wait, that's so cool. I've only seen videos of it. I'm like, ooh, do share. It no. was just like the normal backup unloading issues. But it was um, really, really far. It backed was really up. backed up. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Those and then like you kind of stop because all the boats get like conge congested and whatnot. But so you would want to do pirates at Disneyland. Is that your answer, Catherine? Yeah, I'll go with that. My answer is Haunted Mansion, probably in the graveyard scene. 
That's what my best friend said in the very first episode. She loves Haunted Mansion and she just really wants to get stuck in the graveyard scene and like get walked through the whole attraction to see all of it with the light show lights on. Is that what you would want to do too? Yep, exactly. (laughs) It's just so cool. It's like you want to, you know how these things work, but you want to see it in action kind of thing. Like how does this work and how does that effect happen? Yeah. Tower of Terror would be like my second choice. The Disney Hollywood Studios version and before you get to the drop scene. So when you're going through the fifth dimension, that scene I think would be really cool. Okay. Sidebar, I actually got to do that as a cast member, not evac'd, but I got to do a backstage tour of that and we got to ride it with the lights on. Oh my gosh. It is more terrifying (laughs) with the lights on because you see everything and you know what's happening. And then, oh my goodness, like the... It, the suspense and you know, the adrenaline buildup is just so much more. And we got to go in the control room and find out that there's like four different drop sequences. And we got to walk around the lobby and like the amount of detail that we just walk so quickly past, like no one's going to see that. Like it's just the amount of detail is just phenomenal. It's so crazy. Ugh. Yeah. I want to stay in the Hollywood Tower Hotel once. That should be like a year of a million dreams thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's like forget Cinderella's castle. (laughs) I want to stay in Tower of Terror. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. If you could go on any retired Disney ride, whether you've already previously been on it or not, which ride would it be? I'll let you think on this one, Catherine. I know my answer, and it is the previous version, two previous versions ago of Journey into Imagination. So (gasps) I want Dreamfinder back. I want original figment, the original cue, everything about it. Uh, I'd love to experience that one more time. That's a good one. I I would like to go on that as well because I remember as a child very faintly and I want to like relive those memories. (laughs) I don't remember at all. So that's a good one, Brendan. Um, I would say in Disneyland, I've always been fascinated by the sky buckets. Is that what they were called? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the sky buckets <laughs> or skyway. I'm not. I'm not skyway, quite sure. I, w- I think yeah. skyway. I would have loved to do that. I think that would have been such a cool vantage point. And then, especially when you got to go through the Matterhorn, I just think that would be so cool. Wish there was a uh, YouTube back then, and people had videos and stuff. Oh, I forgot to ask this: Which parks have you guys been to? So we have been to all of the domestic parks. Um, okay. So Walt Disney World, Disneyland. And if you want to throw it in there, we've been to Alani as well. Ooh, not a lot of people get to do that. How was that experience? Amazing. Oh, yeah, it was great. So Brendan's parents, because they have the Disney Vacation Club, Mm -hmm. that was like our big family vacation one year. And we went in October and it was just everything about it was perfect. Um, And how would you, I know some people said it's like kind of, it's not as Disney as you'd expect. Like how would you guys like describe it to people that haven't been yet? Uh, I thought it was like just the perfect amount of Disney. That's what I was going to say too. I mean, it's definitely not in your face, but I feel like when you're in Hawaii, like you don't want it to be, you know, like they're very conscious of trying to make it as authentic Hawaii as possible. So like the art and the activities, the things you can do, like the decor, they try to highlight, you know, things that are Hawaiian. And then of course you have, you know, you can eat breakfast with Mickey. So that's what we did one day, or you can get yourself a Mickey bar. So for us, it was just the perfect amount to feel like this is still a Disney property, but we are in Hawaii first. Yeah. I just think it added an extra level of comfort that you wouldn't get on another type of beach vacation like that, that Mm -hmm. it was just so reassuring. You knew the standard of service that you were going to get. And you knew that if you got gloomy or Whatever. If you didn't go however you wanted to, Mickey was always there. You could get a Mickey bar. So it was just like really, it made it familiar and comfortable, I think. Now I want to go that much more. (laughs) Okay. Next question is, especially the fact that you guys have your own Disney podcast. Again, Detour to Neverland. Definitely go check them out. What is something that you haven't done in a theme park that people would be surprised to hear that you guys haven't done? Oh, I've never been on Hall of Presidents in my entire life. (gasps) You got to do it at least once, <laughs> whether it's to like beat AC or what, you got to do it <laughs> once. We were just talking about that, that we have to go, we're supposed to be going on Sunday. So maybe on Sunday, we'll make Brendan go to the Hall of Presidents. 
because it's about to go under refurb, of course. So yeah, yeah. our next president. It's exciting times. <laughs> yep. It's crazy how lifelike they get them. Yes. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that people maybe would have thought that we did. There's a lot of restaurants that we haven't been to. We get into routines really badly and we just eat at our favorite restaurants over and over again. But now that we live down here, we're we're getting better at trying more. I was the same way, especially like poor college student living down there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just get my cheapo meal where I can get like the best bang for my buck kind of thing. So what is a place you want to try that's on your bucket list? California Grill. Yeah. Yeah. That's been on your bucket list for a while. Were you uh, going to say some a different one? I really want to go to um, Narcoosie's at uh, the Grand Floridian. Ooh. So that would have to be for like a special occasion or something, but mm. it would be fun. I like the location. I thought you were going to say Tiffin's. Well, I do like Animal Kingdom, but we'll go with Narcoosie's for today. Okay. <laughs> this is a very obscure question. So if you could have any Disney parade float as a car, essentially, to get around in for your day-to-day life, which parade float would you want? Ooh. Mine would have to be something from the Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> and I'm thinking the number one that pops out to me is the pirate ship, Hook's pirate ship with Ooh. Peter Pan and Hook where they're having the sword fight. And you like there. Peter Pan, so that's perfect. I would Good love one. to drive that thing around Orlando. I thought you were going to say the America Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say I would want to take Maleficent. Oh, like the steampunk one in Festival yes. of Fantasy. That oh, breathes I- fire and everything else. That's what I would want to take around. That's how you would oh. honk as you would. <laughs> yep. Out of my way. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't even think of that because I have like Disneyland brain and oh my gosh, that would be perfect. Did you guys see like a month ago on social media, the princess, like the crystal princess float going like 30 miles an hour down the parade route? Did you guys see no. that? No. No, oh, I'll have to send it to you. But I was dying. It was the funniest thing I have ever seen. Like the princess dresses were like whipping and like because it was going so fast. It's probably not thirty miles an hour, but it was going fast. Like, oh my gosh, that is crazy. That reminds me of when the horse got spooked. Yeah, by the balloon. My, yeah. Yes, I saw that video, and that that must have been scary. But they all the cast members and Merida handled it very well. So. I will say that, yeah, that friend of Merita, well, Merita was an athlete. Yeah. (laughs) That was very impressive. Yeah, she's she's a pro for sure. And I wonder if, like, Gaston has to have, like, similar training and stuff, you know, being Gaston and everything. Yep. (laughs) And last Disney-related question, and then I'm going to get into some Marvel questions because I know you guys are big Marvel fans like I am. If you had to have one nighttime entertainment playing in your neighborhood every weekend – which would you choose? So there's like World of Color, Fantasmic, Electrical Parade, Paint the Night, any type of fireworks show. Well, now that you said fireworks show, it changed my answer because for some reason I didn't even think about fireworks. <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen them. I know. It's like back in my day, there were fireworks at the park. <laughs> I had to go with Happily Ever After. Ooh. No, I just said the wrong one. I want wishes. <laughs> <laughs> I want wishes. wishes. Oh, I need wishes. I miss it so much. That's what I would pick. I was about to say, I'm surprised that you picked Happily Ever After over wishes. I know. I said the wrong one. See, fireworks just got me all frazzled. I like the... They've changed. But when they first started, the Star Wars fireworks in Hollywood Studios were so amazing. They've since added a lot more projections, and it's a completely different show now when they were doing it. But when it first opened, it was probably the most fireworks I've ever seen in a nighttime show ever. <laughs> Although Fantasmic would be pretty cool, too, to see all those characters every single night. Mm-hmm. Just like going down your neighborhood on a <laughs> fake <laughs> riverboat. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. So one of those two. Um, I love the part. I've only seen the Star Wars ones, uh, the Star Wars fireworks at Hollywood Studios once, but I loved the part where it's all dark and quiet. And then you hear Darth Vader breathing with the, and then the, some trees over here turn red. And then you hear it and the, some other trees turn red. And it's just like, oh, it gives me goosebumps. I loved that part. It was so crazy. 
Yeah, they've since, I don't know, I guess budgetary reasons, maybe they added more projections and took out as many of the fireworks because we sent some people to see it and they're like, that was not good. Was like, that is not the same show that we saw. How do you guys call yourselves Disney experts? And yeah. I'm just like, wait, no, it was different. I promise. Yeah. Okay. So a couple more Marvel questions. Um, so what, what is your favorite way to watch the MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe for those who don't know chronologically or in order of release date? Mm. I prefer chronologically because that's the only way I've ever watched them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's helpful to know like the series of events that are ha- like that are supposed to have taken place or yes. else I feel like it's very confusing. The only one that I would say is, I agree. The only one I would say different is I would not start with Captain Marvel because chronologically she would be first, but I think you save her for later. I typically put her right after Captain America. Like actually, oh, wait, no, because then Guardians. I don't know. I think, I think she's out. I always do Captain America first. And if I'm really feeling like, like wild i'll watch um agent carter because naturally that would come next the tv series but yeah ooh, yeah captain marvel where would she go because she's kind of like in the 80s or 90s 90s she's uh, not blockbuster <laughs> yeah because yeah, guardians so. of the galaxy kind of is in the 80s but then also like 2014 so see we're all getting confused trying to t- talk about it i just remember when we watched i mean because that's what we were we watched them the last time we watched them all straight through was before Infinity War, and we finished just in time to watch Captain Marvel and then go straight into Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice, nice. But then Black Widow is just going to screw everything up for us. It's going to rock our world. Oh, for sure. I'm so excited for that. I can't wait for it to come out. I I wonder, do you guys think it's going to be like a Disney Plus version, or do you think we're actually going to get like a theatrical release? I think since they've waited this long, they've kind of, They've made the decision and that they're going to wait for theaters to happen again. I feel like if they were going to do Disney Plus, they would have done it already. Yeah. Can we say that now? I don't know. I feel like they can only wait for so long. So everybody needs to watch Soul to show them <laughs> that we love Disney Plus movies. Yes. And we do. That would be the, my preferred way of watching it, even if I had to pay for it. We've talked about that for years, that I would so much rather just sit on our couch at home and watch it than have to go to the theaters. I personally kind of miss the theaters. Now, if it was in normal circumstances, I would rather go to the movies. But the way that the world is nowadays, like I think it's definitely safer to stay at home. So I just want my Marvel movies and I really, really want WandaVision. I want that now. I don't care how long I have to wait. I know it's going to be Disney Plus. I want it now. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited for WandaVision and then we're excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's going to be... 2021 should have some good Marvel content for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Loki is eventually going to come out. It's a good one. Well, I'm excited for all of the MCU TV shows. Okay. If you could be a sidekick for any Avenger, who would you be a sidekick for? Mm, that is a good question. That's a good one. I have two. I'm trying to pick between my two. <laughs> my first instinct says Captain America because I love mm-hmm. him. But I've also been a big Hulk fan for forever i just love the hulk i think he's great so one of those two i think i'm gonna first shoot down your answers and then tell you my my answer is correct (laughs) okay uh captain america would definitely get annoying after a while no you're wrong (laughs) he wouldn't even like joke around with you or anything he's very serious he takes his job very seriously you might have to teach him a few things about like technology in the world today. I don't know. <laughs> that could get a bit annoying. <laughs> and he just keeps talking about Peggy like constantly. I love Peggy. <laughs> she's, um, she's great. Hulk. I mean, Bruce Banner is just too smart to even talk to. Maybe he, he would teach me something. Maybe. Ooh. The correct answer is Thor. <laughs> so that you can occasionally have bro Thor. Crack a few cold ones, play some video games, <laughs> hang out with Korg and oh, me. Love Korg. I mean, that's everything that you could possibly desire out of being a sidekick. Okay. That's that's a good answer. I'll take that. I'll accept that. I love when people dress up as fat Thor. It makes my day. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it for Halloween and it's just wonderful. All right. And the last question is, there's a lot of like rethinking to this too. Which MCU character would you spend a park open to park close a whole day at the parks? Hmm. 
Do you have one, Brendan? Loki. Uh, well, oh. of course. Because we are very much like rule followers. Mm-hmm. Like we follow all the rules, but I feel like Loki would find a way to like get to the front of every fast pass queue. And like he'd sweet talk the cast members to get us directly onto the rides or to let us ride again. <laughs> so I would love to just be a innocent bystander of Loki's shenanigans in the park. I love that. And he would be like, oh, let's play get help so we can get on, get a wheelchair and get to the front <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Correct. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's a good one. You might have not so clear conscious at the end of the day, but it would yes. be fun. It'd be a good day. <laughs> I would say maybe Spider-Man. Ooh. I'd like to spend a day with Spider-Man. He seems like he'd be pretty cool to hang out with for a day. You have done mm-hmm. a 180 on Spider-Man. I know. I used to strongly dislike Spider-Man until, which one was this last one? The Homecoming? Far From Home. Oh, well, you liked one? Homecoming too. I did. Yeah, but yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a great. He would be a great person to go to the park with. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of him either. I know you're kind of growing around to him, but like, <laughs> I, I think he would be the best to go to the park with. Like, yeah, Loki was a great answer too, because like all the other ones, like I love Wanda, but I don't think she'd be a great park buddy to go with. Like, I think she'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what she'd be like, but I think like. Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man would be very fun and he'd be like oh let's do this or oh let's do that or like I feel like he'd be very excited for everything so that could be really fun would you hang out with Miles Morales for a day I feel like he'd be an even cooler version than Tom Holland oh he's so cool I love Into the Spider-Verse like the art the everything okay I kind of want to hang out with um um spider uh, what's this pig one the John Milani yeah (laughs) he's funny He's hilarious. I love all of the different versions of the Spider-Man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for answering all my random obscure questions. I really appreciate it. But I will let you guys go on and share your magic. So if you want to share your very first story, everybody get your tissues. <laughs> so am I starting with mine? I guess you Is go that what for we decided it. With? Okay, so my favorite magical story uh, happened last year in January of 2019 and so at this point in 2020 oh january of 2020 yeah you're correct it's crazy that i'm just trying to the same year i'm trying to forget that 2020 happened so (laughs) january of 2020 Catherine's family at this point in time decided that they were going to bring in a foster child into their home um so he was nine years old he was quite the handful but me and him developed quite a good bond. I mean, we were friends, we were buddies. Um, you know, Catherine's parents had been empty nesters for a few years, so they were wonderful foster parents to him, but they're a little bit out of the loop as far as like, for example, he loves Spider-Verse. They knew nothing about the Spider-Verse. <laughs> so, me and him, you know, talked a lot about Star Wars, a lot about Marvel, video games and, and all that stuff, but uh, he had never been to any sort of Disney park before. Yeah, I be shocked if he had been anywhere further than like the county fair. However, where we grew up has a, it's a pretty big a county banging fair. county fair. <laughs> um, so we had this trip book that we were going right after Christmas before school is back in session. Catherine's sister was working down here, of course, for Disney. So we were coming to visit her. And so we stayed at animal kingdom lodge and it was us, Jay, the foster kid and Catherine's parents. And so the very first day, Catherine's entire family was tied up with prior obligations. So I was tasked with taking Jay to animal kingdom for his very first time in a Disney park. No pressure at all. (laughs) No pressure at all. He, you know, he knew Disney characters quite a bit. If I had had it my way, we probably would have went to Hollywood or magic kingdom first, but It was still fun. So got him through the gates and the whole time leading up before this trip, he was talking such a big game Oh, and he wanted to ride. He had watched all the commercials and YouTube. Like I'm riding Tower of Terror. I'm riding everything. The biggest, the fastest, all the roller coasters. So of course, when I'm making fast passes for this trip, I got all the biggest and the baddest rides 
to try to give him the full experience of everything. So our very first ride was It's Tough to Be a Bug, which I hate that attraction <laughs> with a passion. He enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice little warm up. And I said, all right, so we're going to Everest. It was time for our first fast pass. And he screamed bloody murder <laughs> the entire time. Oh, no. Like when like going up the hill or just like right out of the gate? Or was it like when things started like picking up and going backwards? I, I think it was right out of the gate. <laughs> I think he just blacked out and he just started screaming uncontrollably. And he ended up getting off the ride. He like came around to it and he was like, that was terrifying, but I loved it. And yada, yada, yada. The, the real magical moment happened uh, a few days later. I, I tell the Animal Kingdom part just to show that like the trip wasn't going exactly how we had all planned. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, he wasn't enjoying rides as much. He got so traumatized that day in Animal Kingdom. He would <laughs> barely ride Triceratops Spin, which oh is the spinning goodness. ride in Dino yeah, Land, USA. Ride. Could you tell us how old he was? Nine. Nine. Okay. So, yeah. so would he have been in Catherine third grade? He, yeah, grade? third grade. So still pretty young. And I think, again, mm -hmm. he probably saw these rides and didn't really know what it was going to be like since he had never been on a ride before. He'd never been to Disney World, obviously. Yeah. So he was excited because we were excited. And you could tell he wanted to like what we liked. But Aww. he just didn't. You know, we went to Magic Kingdom <laughs> the next day. And it was honestly terrible <laughs> he hated oh, magic no. kingdom he didn't like rides you know he wasn't impressed by too much besides meeting mickey that was like the big highlight of that day so we would when we were gearing up for day three it was hollywood studios day and we were like okay you know this is our last day you know we, this has got to go better <laughs> than yesterday pretty much we're like never gonna want to go again <laughs> yes like this has got to be better so luckily he, like Brendan said, he's a big Star Wars fan. So that was kind of our crutch all day is, okay, we've got to get this kid on these the Star Wars rides. He's got to do Rise of the Resistance. Luckily that was open. Like he's got to do it all. How can we salvage this trip basically? <laughs> and that's what we did. We salvaged the trip. He loved Hollywood Studios, everything about it. He absolutely adored, what's the ride that I hate? Star Tours. <laughs> <laughs> he adored it because he had watched all the movies so he felt like he was part of the movies like he actually knew what was going on Aww. which is what I think was lacking in some of the other parks because he didn't have that tie to Disney that we had but he had that tie to Star Wars and I had to think about it for a sec because at Disneyland Star Tours is in Magic our Magic Kingdom or Disneyland side whereas in Disney World Star Tours is in the Hollywood Studio side which is where all the other Star Wars stuff is so I had to think about that for a second I'm like wait I thought you guys went to Magic Kingdom already but that worked <laughs> out perfect okay continue continue yeah so I mean that that day in Hollywood Studios was just so wonderful and the end cap to all of this was they had told him that he could get one souvenir of course he easily sweet talked himself into getting two souvenirs <laughs> and so he ended up building himself a lightsaber not at Savi's but at the one that's in Tatooine Traders at the mm -hmm. exit of Star Tour. So he built a lightsaber and then they took they, it so seriously. It he, was so cute. Oh, he took Aww. his sweet time. Yeah, there was a line behind out. his. <laughs> he was asking the cast member, like, what does this do? What does this do? <laughs> Will this upgrade my lightsaber by this much? Or like yeah. <laughs> so he ended up building like a Kylo Ren style with like the two little pegs the two little pegs that come out at the base on the sides but it was blue instead of red Ooh, so interesting. It, was a, it was a cool lightsaber and then the cutest thing that he bought was they have a poe dameron helmet that you can wear so he put on his his resistance poe dameron helmet and you can press a little button and poe talks to you uh, like you're you're fighting in a sky fight of some sort. And then as we were walking out, we walked the way where you pass uh, Star Wars launch bay. And so we went into Star Wars launch bay, decided to get in line for Chewie. And BB-8. And BB-8. BB but the moment he met Chewie, I have never seen someone more in awe, more in just like disbelief 
that he was actually talking oh. to Chewbacca. And they had a full conversation. <laughs> One was speaking English, but like blubbering English. <laughs> One was speaking Wookiee, but they, it was just, it's everything that you would want out of a character experience. He saw his hero in real life and he talked about it for forever. Oh, he yeah. was somewhat embarrassed by the pictures because you could tell like he was so like he was yes. white as a goat because <laughs> he was just so in shock of of who he was meeting. And it just I think it taught us so much about that. Not everybody's going to like everything. And, you know, we expected for him to love Expedition Everest and to love all of these things that we love. But it was just the simplest thing of seeing his hero in real life and giving him a hug. Just not many of us walked out without a dry eye. I don't <laughs> think. That was so sweet. And Chewbacca, for those who haven't met him, Chewbacca is extremely tall. Like, even as an adult meeting Chewbacca, he is six, seven, six, ten. I don't know how tall he is, but he, Chewie, gives the best hugs for sure. He oh, does. yeah. And, and even like, you know, he's nine years old, so he's kind of in that stage where sometimes mm -hmm. he wants to hold your hand, sometimes he doesn't, depending on how cool he wants to look. But like <laughs> in all the pictures, he's just like holding on to Chewie's fur. Oh, yeah. Oh my is oh i'm melting how cute and you guys got pictures and did you get a video of the whole interaction i believe we did um so this was actually the time period when disney was doing the robo photographers for some of those character meet and greets luckily it did a pretty good job yeah i mean we got a, a lot of really good pictures i'd say but if I ever, every time I have to fill out the survey, bring back PhotoPass <laughs> people, I tell this story to be like, imagine if this robo photographer had messed this up. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the absolute worst. But yeah, we got, got some good pictures and, you know, just because of his situation, he's since been adopted into another family, which we are so happy for him for, because that's what he always wanted. We can't show his face in any of the pictures just for his privacy, but mm -hmm. uh, I know we sent you the picture of where he is. His back is turned to the camera and he's just yes. staring up at Chewie. And if you can just imagine his face, he was <laughs> he was over the moon. You can tell Except. by like I'm looking at the picture now. You tell by his like presence and just like, oh, like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, oh, my goodness. It's so adorable. And it was funny because in a lot of other character meet and grits, he really got shy mm -hmm. for a lot of them. Even, even Mickey. Even Mickey got shy. But even um, with BB-8, he got really shy. And we asked him like, oh, we'll ask BB-8 like what it's part, what it's like to be part of the resistance. Like, are there any tasks that you can do? Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't do that. But with Chewie, you know, it took him a while to warm up to him. But, but Chewie really took his time with him and and let him warm up. And then it was kind of like the whole family. We just like slowly backed away so that <laughs> he could have his moment with them. That is so sweet. Oh my goodness. And I bet this happened this year, right? Yeah. 2020. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime so, ago. <laughs> yeah. And he probably still remembers all of it and probably treasures that moment. Oh, even weeks after we got home, he was still wearing his Poe Dameron helmet. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so cute. <laughs> I love that so much. Is there any other last little tidbits from that story you want to share? Thanks. So. He's, I mean, he still never warmed up to rides. He did go on Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> and oh. and that was its own. So that was the first time we got to ride it too. Oh, wow. So of course, we left the park that day. Um, and they didn't call our boarding pass, but we were like, you know, if they do call us, we'll do whatever it takes to get back there. Because mm -hmm. uh, we had, you know, like callback number 130 something. something. Yeah, just ridiculous. Yes. And they did call us back and we jumped in the car as fast as we could and ran over there. And he was super nervous. He was excited because it was Star Wars and he had loved Hollywood Studios so much. Mm -hmm. But he was even asking like all the cast members who are supposed to be rather intimidating, like, are there seatbelts? <laughs> and all this stuff, we're like, Jay, would you stop it? <laughs> Just Man. take it in. What did the first order say when he asked that question? They, they 
I don't want to say they broke character, but they kind of did. Yeah, because uh-huh. they could tell he was scared. And, of course, we were like, just stop it. Embrace <laughs> <laughs> like, the moment. Yeah, but they were really sweet with him. Because we were the only people with him. So if he oh. had chickened out, one of us would have had to have chickened out as well. Oh, no. And we were like, you are riding this. No matter what happens, we are getting on <laughs> Close this. Close your eyes. <laughs> and, he was, and he kept, even, it was funny because the people in queue behind us, he kept saying like, does this go upside down? Does this drop? Yada, yada, yada. And we're like, yeah. we've never been on this. We don't know. Literally nobody knows. Nobody knows. And then finally yeah. the people behind us were like, hey, buddy, like none of us know anything about this ride. But what we've all heard is it's like the most fantastic thing that we've ever been on. So like lots of people would be jealous that you're getting this experience. And that, I don't know if that eased his mind or not. But it was funny yeah. because even the other people around us were like, don't screw this up. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't ruin this for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It was he ended up loving it. So there that was the bright side is, you know, it's a little intense, but he mm-hmm. loved it. I love that story so much. Thank you so much for sharing it. I love a good Star Wars story even though we're big Marvel fans us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Eventually, I would have loved if we had Marvel. He would have been over the moon excited to meet spider-man oh if yeah. he would have had that opportunity yeah so to california yeah hopefully someday his family will take him to dca awesome. if they ever had a miles morales meet that would be the one that he would go <gasps> crazy for that would rock uh, does, his world does disney own the rights to that i don't know about theme park rights i mean i would assume not i think it's just sony but maybe they could acquire them somehow <laughs> maybe because that would be so cool and imagine like the meet and greet area with the art style with like cool graffiti like oh i maybe one day we can all dream we can all dream we'll we'll get uh, avengers campus and we'll just be thankful that we even have that in the first place yeah yes that's so sweet and i will let you guys share your second story so we alluded to it a little bit but it was the summer of 2015 yes summer of 2015 and we were going back down to disney um and it ended up being a surprise trip so basically we went earlier that year i was convinced that brendan was going to propose and he did not so i was a little salty (laughs) to say the (laughs) least and it was getting closer to us having to go back to school so i knew our our time limit was running out and his parents were actually going down to Disney. And usually when they come down, we come down. It's like a family occasion. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they were leaving us behind and they were coming alone um, to uh, to purchase the DVC membership, basically. Um, so they came down and the story that Brendan told me was that they bought DVC and DVC just gave them a free vacation. Wow. <laughs> so we had to book plane tickets. So he pretended like he booked plane tickets last minute um, to get us down to Florida so that we could use this free vacation. And naive me, I guess I just wanted the Disney trip. I was like, yes, let's go tomorrow. So we literally packed our stuff. And Whoa. the next day we were on a plane to come down to Disney World. You were like, I don't care how we get there as long as we get there. I'm not questioning any of this at all. <laughs> so I just knew that a normal Disney trip would give it away like almost immediately. So I had to time it in a way that I could surprise you and not allow you to think about it too much. Uh-huh. And my parents were buying DVC. Like that was true. And so I just <laughs> said, well, I'll just tag it onto that and, and spin it as that, oh, they have these at this availability right now. So they're going to upgrade them to this suite that we can all go down and stay in. And you bought it I'm, completely. Yeah. Hook, line and sinker. What I you, was all for it. What you didn't put together like beforehand was that your sister had just taken you to get your nails done. Like, the oh. day before, two days before. But that's like, that's a pretty common thing that we would do in the summer. You know, like that's not out of the ordinary. I mean, I don't typically get my nails done, mm-hmm. but yeah, that to me, that wasn't like a dead giveaway. That was like, oh, we're both home and we're bored. 
Let's go do something. <laughs> you know, timeshare is like a normal timeshare. When you stay and do the presentation, they usually give you like some sort of compensation, whether it's like a Disney gift card or like a seven night stay at somewhere, somewhere. So like, I don't know how Disney does it exactly, but that definitely could be believable. Like, oh, we got this vacation right now. So like, <laughs> I don't think I would have questioned it either. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's not how it works with DVC. <laughs> I wish that's how it worked, but uh Yep, we all just paid for cash rooms during this week. And so we, Catherine and I stayed at Riverside, at Port Orleans Riverside. And I don't remember where my parents stayed. So they were strategically away from us. And again, I didn't really think anything of it. So when we first got down there, um, the day that we arrived, we didn't have any plans. So we just kind of hung out. Um, We went that night to see Yeehaw Bob perform and if you've never seen Yeehaw Bob you're totally missing out someday he'll be back he's just a he's a performer he does um he plays the piano and he sings Disney songs basically so it's he's in the river roost at Port Orleans Riverside he has been let go at this point in time but we are holding out hope that he will return yes he's been doing so if you want to get a taste of Yeehaw Bob, uh, you can search for him for Yeehaw Bob Jackson on Facebook, and he does a live show every Sunday night and plays all kinds all of Disney songs. music, takes requests. He is one He's one of our favorite people of all time. Yeah, probably because of this trip. So we did that that night, and it was just the two of us. And then Brendan told me that the next day he had made breakfast reservations at the Crystal Palace. Um, So the Crystal Palace is a restaurant in Magic Kingdom where you can meet the Winnie the Pooh characters. So I think it's Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and And Eeyore, Eeyore. typically. Um, It's a buffet. It's really, really good. We've been several times. So again, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary because when we usually come with his parents, they prefer to do a lot of table service over quick service. So he was like, hey, you know, we're going to meet up with them tomorrow morning um, so we're going to get there before the park opens. And that's always, you know, pretty desirable. So I was just like, yeah, sounds great. So we woke up the next day and it was pretty normal. I could tell mostly once we got to the security that Brendan was a little anxious. He was a little fidgety. I had a tripod and they tried to take it away saying that it was a selfie stick. Oh, yes, because that, that was in the age of selfie sticks. And so I was like, look, it extends and it has three legs. By definition, that is a tripod. He was having to like completely unload his backpack. So he like shuffled me ahead and was like, you go wait up there. (laughs) So he could like unload his backpack. Yeah, that had the ring in it. Yes. So we get through and he's a little frazzled. Um, But he's like, hey, while it's empty, you know, Magic Kingdom was empty at that point. For the most part, there were a few people. Um, you know, let's go up to the castle and let's take a picture. I was like, okay, great. That sounds awesome. So we went straight up to the partner statue, kind of right in front of it, right in front of the castle. And I kind of knew at that point what was happening because, again, he took out his backpack and he set up like the whole tripod so he could get it on video and everything. So I was like, okay, this is not just a picture. (laughs) Um, And then the photo pass person was standing there. And he was good. That's where he proposed. So we have lots of pictures. We got a video. Um, And then we even, of course, right away, we had to go get the buttons that say, like, happily ever after and everything. And that's just so smart to, like, go early in the morning, like, plan that reservation so you have access to the parks before most people get in. And there's not a lot of people there. So very spot on. Very, very good job. I can't tell you how many times I, like, Google searched and chatted with Disney and asked other people, like, is there photo pass when you're there for an ADR before the park opens? Because that was what I was super scared of, is that there would not be a photo pass person in yeah. front of the partner statue. But luckily oh. there was. <laughs> Our pictures are only slightly out of focus, but they're oh, good. They're perfect. I'm joking. So from there, he told a little white lie. We weren't actually going to eat at Crystal Palace, which would have been excellent. Highly recommend. But instead, we were going to Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast. So we went up and we ate in the castle. 
and it was perfect. So they do, they have like a prefixed menu where they'll bring you like some little pastries and stuff, but then you get to pick your breakfast entree. So we didn't eat. We No, we were too excited to really eat. Aww. So we just kind of picked around at things. And of course, all the princesses came over and we got to tell them that we just got engaged <gasps> Which was Aww. super fun. They bet they loved that and were like, oh, you found your true love or something yes, like that. Yes, your prince charming and everything. Aww. And it was a lot of fun. So then from there, we basically just spent all day in Magic Kingdom. So his parents never showed up. <laughs> they were doing their own thing. So we just spent the day together. And honestly, that's what I had always told him I wanted because we're very close to our parents and our family. But I had always wanted just like that day to be for us. So we basically just ran around. We took lots of pictures that day, uh, met tons of characters, rode I think every single ride that we could. Um, and then that night is when the surprises kept coming. Have I left anything out yet? I think you're good. We met Stitch. You we missed did Stitch. Stitch. We met Gaston. Oh, he was hilarious. That was really funny. Because he was like, what did he say? He's just like, oh, well, you just got engaged, but you're still here to meet me. Like, why are you here? <laughs> and then he said something about your ring. He's like, well, let me see it. And you showed it, and he's like, well, I guess it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So he was awesome. Was there anyone else that we met that day that was really cool? Uh, we wanted to meet Mickey, but we didn't get to. We met him later in the trip. Yeah, we met. Well, we met him and Minnie. So Animal Kingdom's the only place. Here in Walt Disney World where you can meet them together. So eventually we did, but yeah, not that day. Going back to Gaston really quick, I bet he could have thrown together a wedding really quick because he kind of did it with <laughs> Belle, even though she said no. We should have asked him if he could like officiate it or something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. So in this time period, this is when I was like before I was a full out Disney person. With Gaston particularly, I even just like sent you up there to meet him because yeah. I didn't want to meet him. So I was standing off to the side. Off to the side. He can be very intimidating. They are. And that's why we're, we usually prefer the characters that you don't get to talk to <laughs> that much because sometimes we don't know what to say and it can get awkward. <laughs> but that was a good one. My biggest tip for anybody meeting characters, because I absolutely adore it, is have a question like pre-planned in your mind when you go up because definitely the characters like to take uh, control of the conversation and ask you about your day and like you know you you spend a whole day at Magic Kingdom and then they ask you oh what have you done today and you completely blank so <laughs> I love when that happens but I always have a little question to ask them like oh Cinderella like what's your shoe size or Snow White have you had an apple since the incident like <laughs> their answers are funny but yeah Gaston can be very intimidating that's a good tip I just thought he was gonna roast me or something yeah he probably would have i mean he did to a certain extent there but it was it was fun <laughs> so then we left magic kingdom that night and he told us okay now we're going to go to dinner uh, with my parents for real this time so we have to go over to the animal kingdom lodge and i love animal kingdom that's my favorite park um at this point we had never stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or anything. So I was super excited to go over there and check it out. I think that was the first time I'd ever been there. So it's I was just super beautiful. excited. Oh, it's so beautiful. So we went over there. And of course, you know, we're sitting on the bus and I'm excited because we're going to go see his parents. But at the same time, I was kind of like, man, like I wish my family was here. Like it would be really cool to share this with them. So it was kind of like that, you know, excited, but like a little sad that they weren't there and I just remember, so they're automatic doors. <laughs> so we walk in, the doors open, and the lobby's huge. So we just stared down, and I think I saw Brendan's dad first. But then sitting on all the couches around his dad, it was Brendan's brother and our sister-in-law, Becca. So they were there. And then I saw my parents, my sister, and my cousin, who lives up in Pennsylvania, and it was like, cue the ugly tears, <laughs> because that is the one thing that I never expected was for all of them to be there. And there they were. Look at that. An extra special surprise. Like, not they just keep coming. All the surprises keep coming. So it was just, yeah, ugly tears. Uh, I was super, super excited to see them. Apparently, they had been 
here the whole time. And they were super nervous because, of course, we called them like right after it happened. And they were really scared that I was going to try to FaceTime them because then it would have given it away that they were in Disney. So that day, Brendan gave them very specific instructions. They weren't allowed to go to Magic Kingdom. (laughs) They weren't allowed to go anywhere where they could potentially see us. Uh, They were banned. So they followed directions very well, and I was shocked. And then share what happened to your sister. So my sister, even though... Who was a cast member at this time. Yeah, even though she's our Disney cast member, our Disney guru, um, she accidentally went... Her and my cousin went to Wilderness Lodge instead of Animal Kingdom Lodge. (laughs) So they got there and were panic-texting Brendan and my family apparently because they were in the wrong place. So they like <laughs> ran up to the desk and were like, we need to get over there quickly. Like, can you help us? And they like put him in one of the Disney vans and drove him over. So they wouldn't be late. Oh no. <laughs> and I will never let her forget it. Yeah. We never let her forget it. <laughs> Remember that one time you got lost in Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause imagine if she like pulled up the same time as you, like that would have like totally spoiled it. Yeah. And it was, it worked out, but it's a funny backstory yeah it was it was something (laughs) i'm like texting people like trying to hide my phone and like normally we don't do that at all like we share phones all the time so i was like and then my brother thought it would be funny to say like i because i asked him like are y'all there yet and he's like no we're waiting at typhoon lagoon for the (laughs) bus and like yeah so his brother was being a complete you know smart aleck about it and i was like why are you texting jordan and you know it was just like a whole thing because you want to make everything to go smoothly and then if people are joking around you're like i don't know if you're serious or not but i can get it together now going back it probably would have been better like if we went to animal kingdom lodge first and had them arrive after us i don't know the the presentation of it all it was very like you know in your face i think you did a good job yeah i recognize those people at the end of the lobby yeah <laughs> wait i know all of them <laughs> so basically we went to boma which again is just outstanding if you've never gotten to go there. So it's a African inspired um, buffet. So they and have some Indian as and, well. Yeah. So there's all kinds of very interesting foods. So depending on if you're a picky eater, it may or may not be for you. We love it. And I'm fairly picky and I can find things that I like. But we ate there. Um, we had a great waiter they brought us like a cute cake that said you know like just engaged and made it a whole thing and then that night we went back to magic kingdom this time with our families and we watched the fireworks and stuff together and that's it and that's it and then we got married a year later (laughs) oh my goodness and how long have y'all been married it's over four years now so we got married in august so next august will be five years yeah. Oh, well, early congratulations. Our happy anniversary. Very, very early. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You guys should talk about your podcast. Tell us tell us more about that and where we can find you. Yeah. So uh, our podcast is Detoured in Everland. And you, Morgan, are one of our guests in an upcoming episode. I think uh, it will at this at the time that this drops, it should have already come out. Yes, now I'm talking yes. about time travel, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but it should be available. You can go listen to it. But uh, Detour to Neverland is kind of all about Disney stories. And so we view that from a couple of different angles. Some of it is where we view uh, people within, we interview people within the Disney community and try to learn their story and and what Disney means to them and and their projects and their businesses that they work on. And then the other part that we look at is kind of the parks and the stories that they tell. So we have a storytelling series where we look at different attractions and try to understand what the Imagineers and what the story is being told to us and what we are as writers on these attractions. Uh, And then we also have a One Little Spark series, which takes a look at like a particular emotion and how you can achieve that in Disney. So we're kind of all over the place a little bit, but it's kind of just uh, where our interests take us. Um, You can find us pretty much on every podcast platform, Detour to Neverland. We also recently launched a YouTube channel to get the uh, video aspect of it as well. We like to say that you can see our weird facial expressions at each other whenever we say a hot take or uh, (laughs) you can see us nudging each other saying like, it's your turn to talk. Yeah. So yeah, we're pretty much everywhere by that same name and we have a lot of fun doing it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a ton of episodes and you guys do so like deep dives into these rides and stories. I think your storytelling series are one of my favorites um, because you make it feel like you're really there. And now like you bring up little points or little nods to like little things that have happened. And I'm like, I want to go write it again because I want to find that one little hidden thing that you talked about in that episode. So you guys do a phenomenal job. Highly, highly recommend their podcast. Again, Detour to Neverland. Go check them out. But thank you, Catherine and Brendan, for coming on my show and for having me on your show. I truly appreciate it. And you guys are so wonderful. Well, thank you. We've had a great time and we've loved especially just getting to know you and talk to you more. Um, And we're just excited that we could do this. Well, thank you guys again for coming on. And I hope you guys have a great day. You too. Thanks. I just want to thank Brendan and Catherine so much for coming on. It was such a great time having them on the show to share their sweet, magical moments. If you want to follow along their podcast, Detour to Neverland, all the links are in the show notes. And if you didn't know already, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. Lastly, be sure to submit your most magical moment to possibly be read on the show. All you have to do is go to justthemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. If you want to help support this little podcast of mine and go to Apple Podcasts to submit a review, it would truly help this podcast out and new people discover us. Thank you so much for listening to this show. It truly means the world to me and I can't wait to share with you guys another magical moment next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.